In this episode of the Unfolded Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I have a choice to make. Do I stay present and visible as a principal, or do I complete teacher evaluations? Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. I had to go into lockdown mode. I bullshitted myself into believing that needing to do 15 teacher evaluation write-ups in one day was about me wanting to be visible as a principal and to be in classrooms. The truth of the matter is that I procrastinated and I waited until the last possible moment to write them. This forced me to have to shut everything down, have my door closed, have my secretary as gatekeeper, and get them done. Now, it turns out that my feedback forms that I use for informal stop-bys are very helpful in this process. And writing evaluations has helped me tweak that form. baby let's unpack this hopefully after that very short journal entry and my introduction to this episode you realize that the intro was dripping with sarcasm because I talk about how I had a hard choice between being visible and present in hallways and classrooms or writing teacher evaluations and uh, it isn't a hard choice it isn't a it isn't a choice you get both done but but the journal entry was absolutely sincere. I really did I really did bullshit myself into uh, rationalizing why I completely procrastinated in getting the work done. I mean, I talked myself into it, soothed my own ego by you know highlighting, all the great things I was getting done in terms of visibility and being present. It kind of reminds me of, I had a teacher who was committed and dedicated. There's no question about that. She was actually a pretty good teammate in terms of personality. But damn it, she showed up late every day. She showed up late every day and when I would confront the issue you know early on her rationale was always that on the other end of the day she stayed for like six or seven o'clock which was true and she wanted that to you know be justification for her showing up 15 minutes late and she wasn't a traditional classroom teacher so I know in her mind she thought even more so like I'm not even doing as much damage not like kids are being unattended and I'm making it up on the other end well that's bullshit. It's not one or the other. It's not, I work late, therefore I can show up. I, I work late, therefore I can show up late in the morning. And for me, it wasn't, I'm either visible 
or I'm doing teacher evaluations. I got to find a way to do both. You know, I'm a vampire today and I, I don't get enough sleep and I stay up too late. And it is, it's a choice. It's not the best choice, but uh, in upcoming episodes, I talk about how my day gets off to so much of a better start when I am early to work. And I felt the same way as a teacher. And so you've got to figure out leaders at all levels. You got to figure out what gets your A effort. Because the challenge with leadership is that depending on the position you're in or the situation you're in, everything can look white hot. Everything has white hot intensity. You know, everything is super important. And until you're able to distill which of those things are, you know, take priority, you know, I, 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 I sum it up this way. What in your work gets your A effort? What gets your C effort? And you got to learn to pace yourself because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I know why I procrastinated with teacher evaluations. I didn't see a lot of value in them. I just didn't. I mean, aside from the handful of teachers who you need to have documentation on, uh, if you're thinking about making a move or you got some serious uh, corrective behaviors to address that require documentation. So, you know, procedurally, then the teacher evaluation became important to create that paper trail, to create evidence of X, Y, and Z. But for the average teacher, the good teacher, you know, highly skilled teacher, the, I didn't find them useful. Teachers don't find them useful. I've never, you know, I could give a teacher 14 pieces of specific and detailed praiseworthy feedback and have one little piece of critical feedback and I've and all I want to talk about is the, the little critical piece of feedback plus on a more important level that was my ego but on a more important level I'm out of the belief I've seen this in evidence when teachers and teams are working and cycling through the teaching learning assessment cycle and they're focused on the right questions and right issues inside their collaborative teams, they, through navigating the work, provide each other with great feedback, great resources, great supports. They get so much more out of effective collaborative practices and protocols than they did from my observations and evaluations but that didn't absolve me from having to do the damn things and so I had to learn how to pace myself you know I, I procrastinated because I didn't see a lot of value in them and frankly I didn't like doing them but that's not an excuse and being visible is not a substitute for getting evaluations done you got to figure out how to pace yourself you know over a week's time you got you know, 15 to do, you got to pace yourself each day if possible so that you don't find yourself with this false, I don't know what it's called. Is it a false dichotomy? This false, like I compared, you know, if I did my evaluations in a timely manner, that means I wouldn't have been as visible 
and present as a principle, and that's a bunch of BS. That's a bunch of BS. So at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of the entry, I mentioned my informal feedback form. And I know this sounds ancient as hell because everything's digital and PDF and digital and iPads and stuff and instant. But back in the day, back in the day, I had an NCR form. N-C-R. I don't even know what it stands for. But when you wrote on the front of it, that like it made it, it was a three-part triplicate, even though this one was two parts. So I... So on the white part, it may have been a quarter of a uh, letter size sheet of paper with a few questions. And when I wrote down what I was seeing in the classroom, behind the white form was a yellow form. And that yellow form had the markings of what I wrote. And I can leave that behind with the teacher. I'm sure there are super, super instant ways to do that now because everything's amazing and amazing and amazing. But as your grumpy uncle, I like that damn NCR form and I used it. My point is this. On the NCR form that I mentioned where I said, you know, this has provided me some good feedback. I would go to a classroom and I wish I could, I wish I could find the form itself and post it somewhere for you but you can figure it out. So I had this form in my hand and the form had a couple of questions and the questions were basically this. I squat down next to a student and I asked student, what are you learning? And whatever, however they answered, I wrote down exactly what they said. So what are you learning today? I wrote down the exact answer they gave me, unedited. And then the next question was, is it important? And I write down whatever they answered. Then the next question was, how do you know it's important? And I write down whatever they answered. And I'd ask them, are you good at it? I'd write down the answer. And then the last one was, how do you know you're good at it? And we go through them pretty quickly. I'm walking through them slowly with you, but they're pretty fast. And it it told the teachers a couple of things. One, you know, am I beginning with the end in mind? Am I making clear what the learning is about? Um, Are the objectives clear? You know, are they clear for all students? The coolest thing about those forms was this. You know, I use them to help remind me of what I saw when I walked through, but they weren't evaluation forms. They were never punitive. It was just a way for me to have something to focus on when I stopped by. Now, if I left a form behind that the student responses were not aligned with the, you know, uh, the objective on the board, the essential question, whatever was listed, whatever the, you know, whatever was required for teachers to list on the board, my God, man, they would... They'd be at my door by lunchtime, like, okay, we need to talk, and I want to meet with you. Like, I never had to request a meeting. They always wanted to meet and clarify, and they always had, like, a follow-up date for me. Like, um, yeah, uh, Tom didn't, he didn't write down what was going on at the class that day, 
And I want you to come back tomorrow and ask another student, any other student. You know, it, it, just, uh, it was just a great way to give them some quick, immediate feedback that wasn't evaluative, but it was valuable. Because teachers, it was so immediate. Like, they didn't have to wait for an email, didn't have to go. I just left on the corner of the desk, and they'd go and glance at it and realize that for whatever reason, the student is either, you know, not on the same page in terms of the objectives for the day, or they are on the same page, and that was, you know, good feedback as well. So that's what was going on with that. Don't BS yourself. Even the stuff you don't like getting done, if it's a must, then get it done. I got a book coming, baby. My first solo author published book, Ruthless Equity, Disrupting the Status Quo and Ensuring Learning for All Students will be out in December of 2021. Go to ruthlessequity.com to find out more. That's ruthlessequity.com. On the next episode of the Unfolded Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast. You know what? This purge is happening, but sometimes, I mean, it's not all fun and games. Sometimes the purging hurts. Like my, sometimes my feelings got hurt. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.